What's up, what's up, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of Exceeding Wild Black. Y'all, today is going to be a great interview. Okay, we have a very special guest in the building. Um, he has he's a coach, he has dreams, he has aspirations of being someone better and I'm excited. I'm excited for this interview. I'm excited to share his story on this platform and allow you guys to find inspiration and encouragement and just to see that you aren't the only person. You know, you're not the only person trying to accomplish a dream, a goal. Um, He's walking in his purpose. He's walking in his path and I am beyond excited for him. I am beyond happy that he has decided to come and share his story with us. So please, without further ado, let's introduce you guys to Marcus King. What's up? What's good? What's good? What's good? Oh, I love the introduction. (laughs) What's good with you? How you doing? Good. How are you? Doing all right. Making it, maintaining, doing you know, do I love, and then making this good bread that we gotta gotta get to get to it. So, how about you? Listen, I don't know if I can beat that, but I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> you can, you can. We all on the same journey. We all got some kind of goal that we trying to get to. That's all. That is a fact. I'm loving this energy. I don't know why. <laughs> but I was like, I'm an energy oh, person, oh. so if I don't give out, I don't reciprocate good energy. It, it ain't, it's not gonna be too pretty. So if you don't bad energy, I'm gonna be like, hey man, we are gonna have to pump it up. Let's get some good energy in there. Listen, I love it because I was like, oh, I hope, I hope he comes with like some banging energy. Conversation <laughs> is dope because Laura, I don't know what I'm gonna do. I might have to cut this conversation short. <laughs> <laughs> Now nah, you gotta worry about that. If it is short, I'm gonna give you some good. I'm gonna give you some good content. Perfect. I love it. Well, first off, thank you so much for allowing me to tell your story, because I feel like a lot of people, when it comes to millennials, change the narrative. It's basically mm-hmm. I want to educate and inspire other millennials to go after their dreams. You know, right. it's a lot about you know the fundamental things and. The, the nine to five, everybody wants to complain about it, which there's nothing wrong with the nine to five. But at the end right. of the day, is, is, is that healthy for you? Is that something you seriously want to do? Um, a lot of people also don't know what their purpose is. They don't think that what they love doing is something that's going to get them the financial needs to, to be who they want to be, you know. And I want to change mindsets. I want to change the direction that people take. So mm-hmm. with that, Thank you for allowing me to share your story and to inspire these millennials out here, our peers, okay? I appreciate that. I appreciate you for even letting me be a, a part of this. So I appreciate it. So first off, I want to start by just telling us a little bit about yourself because I'm not even going to lie to you. I was trying to figure out what college you went to, and I was, <laughs> I was doing all my research I even went to Google. I even went to Google. I was like, okay, it got to be up here somewhere. You know, something, something got to be up here. I typed in Marcus King, and 
this white child. He popped up with a lot of names. <laughs> I was, I was like, about to say, he popped up with a lot of names. <laughs> so I was like, uh, yeah, that's something that he's going to have to tell us. So tell us a little bit about yourself and where you grew up. Okay, so um, I grew up from Columbus, Georgia. I'm a military kid. They say military brat, but I don't really say all that. I was born, originally born in Germany, Freeburg, Germany, but I moved all over the place because my dad's in the Army. Um, moved from San Antonio, Texas to Cali, Cali, Cali to Columbus, Georgia, which is Fort Benning, based there. I got mom and dad, um, an older sister. Um, all of us are tall, so so I was like the shortest one in there, so kind of grew up in that. Um, stayed in Columbus for a while from fourth grade to high school and graduated from Northside High School in Columbus, Georgia. Then I graduated from there in 11, class of 2011, to Georgia Southern University, where I went there about 2011, 2012. Uh, graduated, graduated there with two degrees in sports management and business management. Um, and my, my goals were to really kind of still be in the mix of the sports industry, learning the business side, because we all, always see the side of, hey, you got games on TV, hey, you got this, the entertainment side of it, but you never see the behind the scenes of how how it runs and how it how it uh, uh, moves and how these different athletes get paid off of endorsements, et cetera. So I wanted to learn that side of the business, so that's why I got my sports management. But then I added a, a business management just to kind of see more of a business aspect on different levels of different industries. Um, mm -hmm as well so that's why i did both of those and end up getting those two degrees so those are kind of like that's kind of a little bit a small bio of that i and i did play sports um all through my years but my main focus was like i'm not trying to really do that i'm really trying to kind of focus on the business side to where i'm trying to make some money to where i get a house you know the biggest the dream that you have when you're aspiring or inspired by others to, that you see so that was kind of like my main philosophy of life and and my biggest thing was to be like i've learned through different peers and mentors so i went through those different routes and journeys as a middle school high school kid to college and so forth and so forth so okay and you mentioned playing sports like did that consist of basketball in high school and college yes. or you uh, so i so I only so it's a crazy story is I played sports throughout my whole life basketball I did track a little bit did baseball did football I was I'm a little skinny guy so I, I was going against bigger guys than me that a lot of them are <laughs> some of them are in the NFL some did play NFL so I I it's a funny quick story I got I stopped playing football because. I got the wind knocked out of me, which is like when you get hit, you have – I had asthma, by the way. It's a funny story. Oh, dang. And I got out of – by Jarvis Jones, which is a, a well-known football player that played at UGA. He knocked me out, and that was the last time I played football, and I, I that was it. So football wasn't it, but basketball, definitely I played basketball, high school. Uh, college, I didn't want to play because I wanted to have a life because I knew the student mm -hmm. lifestyle, athlete, like I, it wasn't for me. And I wanted to kind of do, like, fraternity stuff and other things that I wanted to enjoy that I saw growing up. So, 
yeah, but I definitely played sports throughout my whole life other than college. But I end up still doing different sports, like specifically basketball. I Instead of playing it, I started coaching. I started training, being a trainer, and being under the guy's wings to learn more about it. So, yeah. Okay. And speaking of fraternity, <laughs> I just noticed yesterday <laughs> that you were in a fraternity. <laughs> Yes, I am. I'm a, I'm a I'm a Sigma man. I'm Phi Beta Sigma Incorporated. Yes, yes, ma'am. I am the one in the blue dot. Oh, yes, man. Like yesterday, you know, I I do all my research and my background on the people that I interview just to make sure that I have the questions and I develop the questions appropriately. So yesterday, I'm going around and I'm like, okay, like, okay, I got this question, got this question, and I'm like, wait, because I see you in your cap and gown. I guess you just graduated college. So I see you in cap and gown, and I'm like, hold on. I know that he- that hand signal. Like, I, <laughs> I know that. I know that hand signal. So, like, I'm looking around. I'm like, wait, he's in a fraternity? So I was like, nah, this yeah. has to be one of my questions because you don't really you don't, you don't really flaunt it, I guess, or at least I don't mm-hmm. see it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, definitely, I, definitely, I definitely rep it, but it's like a – I'm kind of the guys that I'm more of a a guy that's it doesn't make me who I am. It's just another part of who I am or what I'm striving to become even more. And that was just a another milestone for me to elevate even more versus putting me as my identity as this is who he is. It is in me, but it doesn't define me either. You know what I'm saying? Got that's it. My, my good is that I rep that to the fullest, but at the end of the day, that's another great milestone that I have that is it's installed in me, but it doesn't define who my true personality is, if that makes sense. Okay, and when it comes to the brotherhood, do you think that that has some type of inspiration towards the things that you're accomplishing today? Yes, of course, because a lot of times of my brotherhood, we're all about scholarship. We're all about service, and those biggest things on my day-to-day life now. Like, scholarship is really what, hey, like, what are you producing that helps other guys be more educated on? You know what I'm saying? Like, for instance, I can, I'm can i a coach. Like, if I'm not giving guys proper knowledge, how can they be successful or better every year that they encounter? You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah. when it comes to that's a big thing because you need knowledge. You need more building, reading, knowledge for you to get better each and every day. And then service is really just all about, hey, are you really going to the community? Are you really not – if you're not even in the community, are you – what are you doing to not just be selfish? When I say that, is not just sitting around doing nothing. Okay, so how we got guys that are needing – father figures or we got guys or ladies that need these males to show hey like there are guys that they they can date when they get older and married okay you got other different ways to take that you know what i'm saying so for me i think of all our models it's literally it's just incorporated to where it sets up everybody to not be selfish but be selfless to where hey, we're giving something, and we know we can get something back from y'all in return, but it's it's understanding, it's genuine, uh, heart, 
pure hearts with intentions as well. So if that makes sense. It does. I love it. So speaking of training, speaking of coaching, why is training so important to you and so important to get these children to understand the techniques when it comes to basketball? Um, I think it's vital to society today because the era has definitely changed back when our, well, my era where we used to go to boys and girls club and go to different things where we had people properly teaching us, but we had to go understand it for ourselves after that. And I think for me, I take pride in coaching and training is because it's like a, it's like a big brother, little brother program, but it's really not. It's really how you view it. For me, I view it as, these guys have, some people have their grandmothers raising them. Some of them have guys or women have certain role models in their life that help them get to where, hey, maybe they are professional. Or maybe, hey, they got a college scholarship, full ride, and now they're doing, they're, they're becoming a doctor or a nurse or they're being a music artist or, you know, those things, I feel like it matters even just youth sports because, when you're taking in guys under a youth, uh, well, under your wing, and you're giving them knowledge, not only just on like specific sports, but just giving them content of understanding. As when you get older, you're gonna have to take these life lessons when you get to your grown age, because we don't need to wait to give you. We don't need to be like, hey, you're too young for that, because I heard often heard that when I was younger. Hey, you're too young to understand this, but no, nowadays. It's great to give youth understanding where they are so they can understand, the put put them in a position to prepare, but understand that they're going to sometimes fail, but at least they have some kind of understanding and knowledge to where if they do fail, hey, I know how to respond and bounce back to where who I know through who I am. Coaching and training is big, it's bigger than just doing, hey, you go do this and do this. It's understanding, giving them, substance for it. They have to take this knowledge for life, not just for a temporary moment, but for a long, long, everlasting, like, lifetime span. So basically, like, you're giving them the foundation, but in a sense, still kind of making it fun because what they love Correct. to do is basketball. So not only are right. you showing the game, but you're giving them the foundation to, throughout their life. I love it. Right. Yeah, it has to be. If you don't have foundation, then how, how you going to – it's like it's just like that. If you don't have foundation on a plant, if you have a seed, okay, and you don't have the water, you have the nutrients to uplift that seed, that seed is not going to grow at all. It's just going to sit there, and it might just die out. Yeah. I, I respect that because there's not a lot of – we don't have a lot of groups or events like that to uplift children, to give them the foundation. Because like you said, in the household and how they're raised, some of them aren't getting that, you know. And it, it, it really takes a village. It really takes a village. Whatever kid you encounter, whatever child you encounter, like make sure that you are giving them the knowledge that they need to succeed in this life because this life is, is, is a whole bunch of shit, okay, to be honest with you. It is. It <laughs> is. Shit. It is, for real. And it will spit you out. It will chew you up and spit you out. And if you don't have anybody around you to kind of guide you, even your parents, sometimes your parents, their parents, I've seen it all from different ages, from from kindergarten to professional level of guys that are in their 40s and 30s. And they literally have to, they, it takes guys that they don't, they don't know for at first, but once you build that relationship, 
and be content in that relationship. That's why our motto for our B3 Academy, where I work with Brandon, you probably know, you know, we're changing one one shot at a time. Like we're changing lives <laughs> one shot at a time. And it really means we're really, we're really changing that at one shot. It doesn't matter how many kids we have, but we, we know that we got one, we can win one step at a time every single moment. We never take that for granted because you never know anything can happen nowadays. And why not take advantage of the moment with these guys that will build long lifeline, was it more lifeline, lifelonging, I'm sorry, lifelonging relationships. So why not be, take pride and take enthusiasm in that or take just all the energy you have in that? Why not? Exactly. So when do you think, or I should ask, when did you fall in love with the game, with the game of basketball? Um, I fell in love with the game. I mean, my dad set me up when this is when we had VHS. I'm old. So we had VHS. <laughs> and he just, my, my mom and my dad just put me, they just always had me around sports. And I used mm-hmm. to always just being around it, like just even just going to certain things. Like I know my first game, I probably really don't remember, but my dad gave me a picture. Like that's when we was in San Antonio, Texas, when the Spurs and they had Tim Duncan. They really young and and they were putting introducing me to small little events like gang NBA games when I was younger, and then just always watching TV, watching different games with my dad and my mom, and then. You know, we had these little robberies with Duke and North Carolina and then, like, trying to figure out if I'm a Laker fan. And so it was just a <laughs> lot of – I think it was just a lot of the the love for the game just came naturally. It's organic. Like, it was just like I was around it at the right time, right era. For me, I think it's the right era because I know it's totally different now. But it was like the VHS tape, watching consistently and watching different things on – you know, when they had antennas and all that, like, you got the yeah. cable. Yeah, like. You tell me your age. You tell me your age. <laughs> yeah, like, it just made me do that. And then it was, like, even just going to games as a younger kid, watching my so-called mentors playing any different games and just being around them and taking under, like, giving me understanding, okay, you're young, but, hey, you got to do this to get to where I'm at, you know? Like, right. small things like that made me fall in love with the game of basketball, maybe fall in love with sports, like, or not even just only a men's basketball, like women's basketball, like, or women's sports in general. Like I've always been a, a guy for me. It's like, I know eventually sports is going to involve like women's sports going to involve men's sports. Obviously they have all this blah, 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 but now you're starting to see, Hey, eventually it's going to peak up to where it's going to be right there with God. And that's when I started falling in love with just watching everything and not just, like, one specific sport. It was just, like, everything just kind of opened my eyes up. Hey, it, God has given you a gift in tennis or giving you a gift in here. And it's crazy because my dad is not even a, a basketball player. He was a tennis star. So you see what I'm saying? So it was just a lot of stuff came through a lot of just being around and being a, and falling in love with what sports can bring and what what can what it cannot bring, which is it can bring you some some pain, it can bring you all kind of this, but it can give you laughter, it can give you togetherness, it can give you um, comfort, clarity. When it's like, dang, I I felt this through this game, but now I can relatable to a real life scenario. You know what I'm saying? Like that's how I start falling in love with the game. Okay, so how did you get started with B3 Academy? 
Um, so my brother Brandon Smith, um, the guy that I that's like my best friend. I met him at Georgia Southern. I was playing basketball all the time in Georgia Southern. We used to always play this thing called a rack. Um, met a lot of people there. But Brandon and Tion and some other guys, um, we're just talking to them. They they came to Atlanta. They moved. I, I'm older, so they came to Atlanta, moved up here. Uh, I think I had talked to him not too long ago. We played on a rec team, and he was like, hey, man. Like, I was, like, over here coaching our, team, our little rec team. He was like, hey, man, I think you should, you know what I'm saying, come come help out with B3. So I'm like, ah, I don't really do coaching. I already did a nonprofit mentorship. I ain't really trying to do all that lifestyle again. But, hey, let's not. Maybe this is my purpose to just kind of do the same thing mm-hmm. but do the through a sport that I love but still have the same principles of mentorship. So that's all I that's all I love to do is mentor. So back next thing you know, I showed up at a tryout that they had. I met the owner Brent, um, and it just went history from there. After the tryout, Brent, the owner, and Brandon was like, "Yeah, you're gonna fit in right in. Your passion, your energy, everything just matches what we got going on." And then history went from here. It went from that day, from that tryout to. Three, four years later now, I'm still with these guys. These are my brothers, and we're continuing to build things, and we've got more, a lot more to build on. So that's how I kind of start off. It's just like one simple connection with Brandon. It ended up being a lifelong brotherhood with and sisterhood with my other colleagues too. So. And you mentioned you mentioned it being your purpose. So do you think training children and being a part of B3 Academy is your purpose? Yes, I, I, I totally agree. I think my purpose is to, this is my motto, is to, like I told you earlier, um, it's, it's be selfless, not selfish. Um, what I mean by that is really, hey, you've been taught, you had these mentors, you had these peers to uplift you and motivate you and give you substance that carry on that foundation, as we said earlier, that carries you for the rest of your life, and it's never going to change. And I feel like that is my purpose is the instead of me doing, because like I said, I used to think like nonprofit world was mentoring many, many high schools all over, or middle school, high school all over Atlanta, Georgia was my purpose, but it really wasn't. It really was me understanding it's not, it's not, it doesn't take me just to come out there and, hey, like, I'm so-and-so and I want to mentor you. It takes me understanding that I need them as well. And without mm-hmm. them, I can't be who I am with the purpose of training these different different guys or different ladies or kind of giving them substance, if that makes sense. So my purpose is, to answer your question, yes, it is to really not train them, but it's, I would say it's to uplift them to where they are and un- give them an understanding that don't accept to don't accept where you are, accept the challenges that are going to continue to push you to where you could be. Mm, okay. So with those challenges, what have some of the obstacles been that you have experienced? Um, I had a lot of challenges. I mean, I have been, we're to a point where I have done everything correctly and I have been lied on my name, and obviously that came in, that came back in return of this is not who he is because that was a lie. I mean, I've I've, I've experienced failure, um, even at an early age, like felt like around middle school, high school, like I wasn't the tallest guy. Like right now, I'm six three, 
but I wasn't the tallest guy in middle school. So I got rejected in middle school. I was like four nine. So they nobody was trying to let me play in middle school. So I didn't play in middle school. I played a lot of rec ball. I played a lot of different things. And then high school, okay, I started growing. So now I started to understand the different uh, elevations of you're going to fail. Some things, some things you're going to fail in life. Like sometimes you're going to fail. It That's going to happen. Rejection is going to happen. I've been rejected a lot of times, but that didn't, that didn't let me just open. I had to overcome. I had to figure something out. If I didn't figure something out, I wouldn't even be on the phone with you right now because I didn't have no other solution to how can I get uh, how can I unleash my greatest me and so those mm-hmm. failures like such as the failures and the rejections and the lies and not believing in yourself not being confident and being going to therapy and doing certain things of knowing hey I'm not okay but hey it's got to be a way for me to be unleash all of this hurt and pain and obstacles to where I need to go and I think those different things, such as, for example, uh, failure, I mean, I failed where I did want to play a little bit in college, but then I was like, uh, I'm not going to do it. So I did, I really just, I kind of failed myself of not even trying out on different things. So I just kind of like, okay, let's let's look go to a deeper level of understanding how to overcome obstacles, which is, okay, maybe I can look at the business side of, okay, how do they do this, 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 this? How do we get better? You know what I'm saying? I don't know if that answered your question. I was talking a lot, but uh, it took yeah. a lot of failures and talked a lot of losses, you know, deaths. I mean, it's a lot of stuff that combined that gave me a lot of stuff I had to overcome. So I don't know if I answered your question, but. No, you did. And you kind of touched on the mental health aspect of it, which would be my next question. So I know you spoke on um, therapy, like, slightly. You kind of just, you know, brush across that. But, like, yeah. Said, like, being like in your purpose with you saying that you're aligned with your purpose do you think that being in your passion has affected your mental health like in a positive way oh yeah i feel like it i'm not gonna lie it has affected me in both aspects uh positively i think it has helped me to where it's my therapy sometimes you know it Mm -hmm. has it's like i can get away from dealing with certain things that say for instance like for me a lot of death is in the family or I'm used to that. Or if some kids that I grew uh, I have trained or a mentor, like it's different things that kind of gets my mind of, hey, I have to keep going. If I don't keep right. going, then it's going to get me to where I'm over here. Oh, my God, I need to calm down. Okay. I didn't think I had anxiety on this, but now, okay, man, let me go. Let me go to the gym. Let me go be not motivated myself to be like, oh, get my mind off of this. But it's like a therapy session for me because it's like this is what I love, and I can can I can say I can continue to do this every week. Then on the negative side, it does bring a lot of challenges um, when it comes to mental health because it is, you do have a lot of stress. You got to schedule. You got to do this. You got work nine to five. Then you got out, out of that. You coaching. Then you got to drive all over here. Got to go over here. Gas high. Okay, we got to figure out money. <laughs> like it does all that, but at the end of the day. All at the end of that day, you know what I'm saying? It's the, 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 the real question is, are you really, are you complaining about, you know, your passion and your mental health? Is what is dragging you down? Or is it is it giving you more pros instead of cons on, hey, I might be dealing with this, but this is giving me life. And this is what all I, and when it gives me life, I'm shining a light to others that they can see. And then it's not even about shining to them. It's like now it's just past. It's like a 
what is it, a baton, and they just passing around to where next person getting up. Okay, now I'm I I got this light. Now I'm passing it to you. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I think mental health is definitely important, but it's gonna be both aspects. That's why I said both aspects. So. Okay, and that and I I can agree with that because I do feel that when you're when you're striving to be pers- purposeful, like it can be uh it can be very tiring. Um, I know yeah. for me with what with what I'm trying to accomplish, it's exhausting. <laughs> it's exhausting. Right. I feel like every day, like I get up and I'm like, oh Lord, like here we go again. But it's it's a different type of exhaustion because at the end of the day, it's like once I get started. I'm happy, you know, I'm set, I'm ready, I'm ready to go. But it's different because it's just kind of like you have that sense of, all right, I have all this stuff to do, but it's good because I love what I do. You know, I love people. I love, you know, educating people on things that maybe they were unaware of. So, you know, it can have its negative moments, but at the end of the day, like you said, it's all positive. It's how it's how you perceive it, and it is how you take on to it. So, I definitely yeah. Agree. Even sometimes you even learn from it too. Like you even get substance from the people. Even that's why I say it's a positive and negative. But even it's a lot more positive because you're even even just talking to you, and you're talking to me back. Like I can learn. I'm learning things as well that okay that I never really thought of that. You know what I'm saying? Or this can I can add this to my, you know, my thought, my viewpoint. You know. Yeah, exactly. That's why the connection and networking is so important, which is why do you think having a strong network helps you? I will say yes. I will say that's the biggest thing that I strive to install in my younger, I say my siblings, like my kids, because they like my kids, or I tell even grown men, like networking is the biggest thing that you need to have. Like you, it don't matter how much money you're making. But if you're networking, like, if you have a good, solid network, I guarantee you you're, you're going to be in positions that when you're not in that room or in those big-time rooms, they're bringing up your name when you don't even know it. But you can just that's, – that's the type of energy I look for. It's like when you're not in that room, what are they – how do they view you? Like, okay, well, I don't know who this is, but I know so-and-so brought his name up from this network. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing. For me, because I've been in that situation where I've been in those rooms, those big time rooms where, okay, yeah, all right, I'm, I don't belong. But I didn't belong, but the person that brought me in there is because of me networking with him made me feel like I belong, and it changed my whole demeanor and changed my whole perspective of, okay, I do belong. And now I can be who I am and still have that, that Marcus little uh, with it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> You see what I'm saying? Like I, I feel like network is the biggest thing, and especially in Atlanta, it's the biggest thing. If you network with one person, it's always a, a, a like a, a rotating circle, always a rotating circle. So it's a, it's a domino effect. Like if when you have that one person, that one person might have somebody else who might have somebody else, and so now right. all you're doing is a domino effect. So whatever room you get, you go into, and you go into with that person, everybody's going to know your name, especially if you have um, a positive outlook about you. So, yeah, for sure. I would agree. But what happens if there's a person that, let's say, they don't really know how to network or they're they're scared to network because they feel like they aren't great communicators or Mm -hmm. their anxiety is too high. What advice would you give to that person? I would say first, like, calm down. (laughs) 
And when I say <laughs> calm down, it's kind of give it like it's, it's a like for me. I'm like to, I like to be relatable. And if it's not relatable, I don't think anybody else can understand it. So for me, I think that that nervousness is great because every person that that you think that speaks well and speaks highly and professional, they always had that ooh feeling like that. Ah, I feel I can nail it, but I I got that feeling like I don't know if I'm gonna really kill it or I don't know how to really speak it. I don't know what the words to say. And for me, I had to learn. I had to really learn to really kind of take a breather, be who you are. Don't overthink it. When you're overthinking it, then that's when you like, oh, my God, I forgot to say this. I forgot to do this. Like, mm-hmm. just be, just stay in your, stay in your uh, place where let the ooh-ooh feeling feel all in your stomach, but understand when you when it's time, hey, okay, let me be myself. Hey, my name is such, such, and such. Hey, I don't, I, I, I know this is what, who I am. How you doing today? Like, just small talk. Like, just start off with small talk. For me, I had to learn this small talk. Small talk matters more than just don't over-deliver, under-deliver, if that makes sense. When I say that, it means I would say don't overdo it. You know what I'm saying? Like, always always think that you're going to under-deliver it to where, hey, like, I didn't expect to say this, but then you're really not overdoing it. You're doing it just where the small talk and the small chatter that you're saying, hey, my name is such and such. Or, hey, like, this is what, who I am. This is what I do on the side. Keep it short and sweet to where now you're giving the other person that you're networking a chance to respond, and now you have a conversation that is building to a whole 10, 15 minutes. It's like, okay, now we can connect. Let's connect. You got a good thing going on. I got a good thing going on. That's when it connects. Because I learned from me, small talk, like just saying your name, saying, hey, like, this is a small thing, a picture of what I'm doing in the community, or this is a small thing that I'm doing currently. I look forward to doing something possibly with you, and we can connect. Like, just small talk, talk that helps versus you trying to, like, oh, this is my name. Hey, I got to say this. Hey, I got to say this. And then it's, like, the person, like, oh, my God, like, you're trying to, like, <laughs> you're doing too much. Right. <laughs> yeah, like, so it's just, I think the biggest thing to answer your question is just I think small talks matter. Because when you get small, like you say some certain things, and then it's like, hey, straight to the point, people are going to understand, hey, like I'm on the same path, but maybe a different avenue, but maybe I can help you with this avenue, and you can help me with this avenue, and now we're networking. You know what I'm saying? Right, exactly. And to comment on what you said previously about, you know, feeling your feelings, that's that's 100% true. I think it, it also connects to mental health. Like when you're feeling sad or, you know, when you're feeling angry or whatever your emotion is, go through it. Go through it. I think that's so important because you have a lot of people these days that just want to suppress. And suppression can lead to being depressed. <laughs> you know, it can lead to all sorts of mental health issues. So I think that whatever you're feeling, allow yourself to feel it and to go through it. Because if you do not go through it, you're going to be stuck with it. So the the anxiety, the not being able to converse with certain people because you're nervous or whatever the case may be, go through it and and talk and talk it out. Talk talk with those emotions and be like, hey, yo, that's the biggest thing. This is it. (laughs) Right, for real. That's that's the biggest thing. Like everybody. I gotta. Sometimes you gotta talk in the mirror. Like for me, every time I wake up, I gotta talk in the. Hey man, it's gonna be a good day. Like, or if I have a speech coming, I'm talking in the mirror because I can see myself in the mirror. Hey, like 
This is what you should say. If not, if it doesn't go that way, hey, you'll be all right. You know how to bounce back from it. That's right. how you got. That's how I think you got to do. It just goes back to that too. So I totally agree about talking it out too. Yeah, because trust me, I have notes. <laughs> I have notes. <laughs> I write everything down because I am the type of person that gets anxiety. Like I have high anxiety. Nobody will ever know because I kind of like, I kind of just talk through it. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I, I'll feel every emotion. I'm like, okay, I got it though. Like no question about right. it. Like I got to keep going. So right. people need to learn how to do that. And it's hard. I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, yeah, it's so easy. It's not. Yeah, it's of not. course. It's, it's not. so hard. It's so difficult. Of course, yeah. Of course. It's not It's not hard. Like, I, even just going to, like, different, what is it, like, public speaking class and they give you in college, it's like, bro, like, a lot of stuff that you're saying, like, it helps. But realistically, like, when you get in another different environment, it helps. But, like, it's going to get times where that's not going to, that's not going to be the case where you can say, hey, I can say this, this, this. Maybe you're going to have to write it out at least. Exactly. Like, you take notes. Like you're not gonna be perfect. And be like, hey, I can memorize this. Like it's not realistic. Like you gotta, you gotta yeah. learn how to take baby steps. Mhm. Exactly. So why do you think uh, it's so important to surround yourself with like-minded individuals? Because it's vital. Like I think having like-minded individuals or somebody that's above above you that at a level that that you're trying to reach, I think it's a perfect. It's perfect to have that because if you don't have that then I feel like you're going to get too complacent. You're going to get too place where you're going to get to the place where you're too, you're too comfortable to, to where you are instead of understanding where, where you could be or where you could become <laughs> or where, what can be unleashed that you never thought that can be unleashed. So right. that's why I think it's vital to have like-minded individuals. Like I have Brandon, like he's a part of B3. I have Brent. I have another guy, like, these guys are, I'm trying to be in the same, we're in the same industry, and we're try, we have the same goal. Someone, Brand has a different, he has a different advancement. Brandon has a little bit more advancement, but I'm right there, too, because I understand I have these individuals that are going to continue to push me and unleash who I can keep continue to be pushed out of. And that's why I, I like challenges. Like, I heard this one time from somebody. It was like, hey, do you want to be challenged? And accept, or do you want to do you want to take on the challenge and not accept? Right. Mm. So that that's kind of where my philosophy of having like minded, and if not, if I have somebody that's already there, I want to be challenged to where I don't accept the norm. I don't accept. Hey, if it, that's the norm right now, okay, I'll do that. But at the end of the day, that's not gonna. It's gonna change eventually because I know it's got to be something more relatable to another era versus just staying okay. in that same mindset. So what would be your career goals? What what else can we expect of you or what else are you trying to accomplish? Uh my biggest my thing my 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 goals is definitely to become full time. Right now I'm really kind of part time because I have a nine to five. That's the life, you know, as a coach, a trainer, you don't get paid as much until you take a role in that professional professional level, but you know I you know I do see myself eventually going to be a full time basketball coach or trainer, or, or do the director of player development, which is kind of similar to it's kind of like collegiate or it's like the collegiate aspect of hey get understanding guys, making sure guys getting their GPA, networking, teaching them how to network, 
how to build outside of playing a sport. Like that's where my my biggest one. My other goal, I got like three. I got a lot of goals. So it's like either that, those two, or becoming a principal eventually. Um, have a school, having my own school. You know, I do. I do believe that you know discipline, and I believe all those different things, especially as our society now. It's not a lot of. It's a lot of here misses when it comes to black principal got males and then you got teachers that they got these scandals and all this different stuff and i'm trying to bring to where hey like we're here like we have a lot of guys that not might not be principals but i can show that horizon of hey bro like i am here okay but i have this connection to where it's a black successful man this is another another occupation that you can possibly you know, look to become, you know, different things like that. Those are my goals. It's just, it's not inspired, but it's like to give and give. That's my biggest goal is to give and give. And when I say give and give, it's like I give you all I have been taught, all I have been experienced and encountered, and I want you to give me something as well as me maybe being your mentor. You're teaching me things that maybe I didn't think of when I was a younger kid that I might not have faced. So where now I know the knowledge of how to talk to another kid that has been in that experience. Those are like my biggest goals is really trying to be a, a, a vocal leader without saying, hey, I'm a vocal leader. I'm doing it by my intentions, if that makes sense. Those, that's, so that's pretty much answer your question. My biggest goal is to be a leader, a vocal leader, or be a leader by doing it by my pure, genuine intentions through all the actions and through all what I say, how I live, how I walk, et cetera. Does that make sense? Okay. So, I mean, I think I can see that because you seem a little assertive. You know, you seem like you're the type of person that's like, hey, I'm going to tell you how it is and I'm going to tell you and I'm going to tell it to you straight. Like, and I, I feel like yeah, I, that, that's fact. I, I do both sides. Hey, do you want me to give you some good that's going to make you feel, hey, like you want some, it's just like this, like, do you want some, you got a sweet tooth, right? And you know you don't really need sweet, but you're like, bro, I need it because I got a sweet tooth. Okay, I can give you that, but then I'm, I'm going to give you like, hey, but you really don't need that because you know you get cavities. Really? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, that's that's how I am. Like, I'm going to break it to you. Hey, I can give you the sweet side, but I'm going to give you the realistic side as well. But understand that it's two sides of everything because life is not always going to be sweet. It's always going to have those, dang, I broke my tooth messing with this volleyball. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. that's why I think. Okay, so with your career goals, you don't plan on staying at B3 or creating your own training cap, camp, excuse me, or you do? So I'm sorry, say one more time the question, one more time to make sure I heard that correctly. Do you plan on staying with B3 or creating your own training camp? Training camp? I don't know why I keep trying to say calm. Like, <laughs> you are. You are. No, I definitely think I think I I don't I don't see myself going anywhere anytime soon unless I get old. But that, that, those are my brothers. I I don't see that happening. I will stay with them as as long as I can. But I do see myself, like I said, eventually I do want to get to myself where if I am still in that position, I will get to a role that maybe it be a director of player development somewhere else at a collegiate level job or maybe working with an NBA player or being one of their trainers. I do see myself eventually getting there, but like that's my biggest goal. If that not that's the case, like I said, I do want to own my own school eventually. 
Like I want to be a principal. I really want to create my own school. That's kind of like my biggest dream, my biggest goal that I really, my biggest career shift that I really want. But I've kind of been like, hey, I'm over here doing too much. Let me slow down and then let me now build that confidence back up to where, hey, let's get the school going. So that's like my biggest career goal is to either be a principal or to do director of player development to where I can still make an impact without saying I'm making an impact. Okay. And, and, and that makes sense. So last question for you. What, yes, with this influence, First off, with this inflation, right, <laughs> the world has become expensive, very, very expensive. What would your advice be on someone who's scared to um, go after their dreams and their purpose because of the lack of funds that they have? What would be the advice that you would give some person? I would say go for it. And the reason why I say go for it, don't think about it, just go for it, because I came when I – I went to Georgia Southern, Statesboro, it's a cheap town, rent is cheap, everything is cheap. And then when you move to Atlanta, Georgia, it's a whole other ball game. You're paying rent for like $400, $500 in Statesboro, a college town. And you get to Atlanta, it's like 1200 1300 for one bedroom, maybe 400, 500 feet. In a, you know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. And, and I came down here. The reason why I say that to go for it is because. I came on a nonprofit. I work for a nonprofit, and nonprofit doesn't make that much. And you have to raise money for a living. And I was only making $20,000 $20, a year living in the city, in the heart of the city. And I end up finding it was, it was only God that gave me a way to live in the city for about four years now. I worked for a nonprofit for like two, two and a half years, and then I kind of transferred to the, the corporate America world. But I would say go for it. Go with your dreams because you never know. You're taking all these sacrifices that you're taking. They're never going to – like your your goals are never delayed by where your status is. It's never going to be delayed. It's really the, – the only way that it, it can be pushed to where you want to go, where you want to get to your dreams or you're chasing your dreams, is really you're showing your ambition and how hard you're going to work get to get out of that situation. Because if you're coming in scary and thinking that everything is going to work in your favor, let's, that's not realistic. So I would say go for it because as a person like me, I only made $20,000. That's made, and I only got one check a month. And that was like a thousand something. And mind you, I have a, you know, Atlanta, that ain't going to do nothing. A thousand dollars ain't going to do nothing for no one bedroom. But I made it through because I take my dreams and I network and I did these different small pieces step by step, not overthinking it, but not not overanalyzing either. I just went for it. I I had made small goals. Hey, let's do this. Let's do this. Hey, if I need to make a second job, I'll do it because I know this is what I truly love, and Atlanta is the place that I can build my net worth and my self-worth to where now I'm getting to the level where I am today in the next years and years to come. And now I'm looking back like it took these these different routes like, it's just like I said, I like to make things relatable. It's like a GPS. You know how to get to the lo location, but sometimes you're going to have these different routes that's going to reroute you. Hey, you got this, you got this, and you this. So why are you going to continue to settle? Because you, you know how GPS, you got traffic. You got things that are going to yeah. block your time. So you got to understand, like, if I'm, hey, GPS ain't never going to fail. Okay, I know this route, but I know myself. <laughs> I know where I can go. 
and then sometimes it's going to take longer than, hey, three hours and a half. Or sometimes when traffic blocks, okay, now it's going to take another additional 30 minutes. That's why I feel like when it comes to chasing your dreams, is you're going to have those different reroutes. You're going to have those different those blocks. You're going to have these different challenges, these different obstacles to where you're going to think about it, but if you just go for it and you embrace it, when you, once you embrace it, your passion is going to outweigh everything and things are going to come in, in due time with a weight. I, I won't say due time. I think the way that God predestined for you to have it. Because if you just get mm-hmm. go, go take a challenge and then you think everything is all fine, and then when you get these challenges, now you don't know how to embrace it. Now you don't know how to be challenged. And now you don't know how to figure it out. That makes sense. That makes it simple. Yes. So I yes. say go for it. Thank you so much, Marcus. Marcus King. <laughs> I know I talked your head off all day, but. <laughs> no, this was, this was great. This is what I want. You know what I'm saying? These are the conversations that I want to have, the detailed in giving advice. This is This is what I look for. This is what I look for when I say, hey, like you want to interview or you want you want to share your story? This is the things that I look for, and I loved it. I loved every moment of it. Is there anything else that you want to, you know, tell the people or give advice on, or how do you want somebody to perceive, or what do you want someone to take from this interview? I would just say, as like, I just want people to understand, like, life always has these different hiccups. And it's really on to you to be, you want to be selfish to where, hey, I want to be going to isolation mode where I don't want to be bothered or I don't want to have community around me. But I will say for me as a guy that has been in a lot of different troubles and tribulations, like be selfless and not selfish through it all. Like still be who you are. And if you don't know who you are, then still understand that it's okay to not know who you are but understand that you have so much in yourself that don't hold it back from what you really can unleash. Because a lot of times when you look at all these different people that are successful, a lot of them, they are successful, but they don't know who they are and they struggle with identity. But when you know you don't have that much money and you know you have passions and you have, you have ambition, you are being selfless, not selfish, everything's going to come in return and everything's going to come in your favor. But it just takes – sometimes it's going to take time and sometimes it's going to take instant. But sometimes you got to really understand and really believe in yourself when nobody really does. Because I've learned that from myself, even just talking, I know how to talk to people. But at the end of the day, I had some stuff that where, hey, Mark, you got to shut up and listen. So <laughs> I would say yeah. that. There's always a way to – I would just say this last thing. I would say there's always ways to learn as a human being and it's always a give and give, not a giving and give and take. Always be the give and give, give and give approach versus give and take because you can take something and just throw it away and kind of put it in the corner and let it kind of get spider webs on it. But when you're giving and giving, when you're giving knowledge to somebody or you're giving me something, now it's a give and give because now I know this is going to change my life for years and years to come. So. Perfect. Thank you so much, Marcus. No problem. Thank you. This was incredible. So <laughs> I hope I ain't talk your head. I know it was about an hour, but I hope I ain't talk your head off. No, this is perfect. <laughs> this is perfect. It's supposed to be um, 30 minutes to an hour anyway. 
because I know, one, I know how I talk, and I know sometimes um, if people don't be as detailed as I want them to be, I have Mm -hmm. to step in and do more. You know, so I'm thankful because it, it went both ways. You know, I didn't I didn't really talk as much as I thought I was going to because I was like, oh, boy, like, go ahead and get my throat together because I'm going to have to talk. <laughs> but, no, this is perfect. The conversation was great, and I loved it. Ooh, Marcus, look at you. I'm about to call you Preacher Marcus, okay? Because you was preaching Man, everybody, today, keep, okay? everybody be like, bro, you be, you be, you be preaching. I'll be like, no, I just be telling you everything I've learned. Like, I just, people, I I take what people, I absorb. I'm an absorber, and I like to, sometimes I got to shut up. Like, I talk, I know I have to talk, but sometimes I got to be like, hey, I shut up. Let me talk. Let me talk, and then I'll learn from it, and then I'll just use whatever you said. I'm going to absorb it to where it, it's relatable from not only for me, but relatable for others. So, wow, incredible, man, incredible. I hope that within this interview, you gained something, you've learned something. There was a, there was a few gems that were dropped, you know, um, if you got it, you got it. You know, if you did it, ah, try again, <laughs> but I hope you guys, took something away from today's interview and from today's conversation. And I hope that you truly understand that you need to look inside of yourself and you need to understand what your purpose is, what makes you happy, what is it that you want to do for the rest of your life. It doesn't have to be, you know, being behind the desk or you know, taking those calls or being a salesperson if it's something that you don't truly love. So find it, embrace it, and learn about yourself a little bit more. Have those conversations, learn to network, and exceed while Black. Peace and love. I'm out.